0: We're joined today by Jim Sullivan and Tim Yandel from All The Leads, offering high-quality real estate seller leads to Asians nationwide. As the company's founder, Jim Sullivan brings over three decades of real estate experience to the company, has sold thousands of houses, and coached over 500 real estate agents during his career. Jim became involved with distressed properties after the real estate meltdown, with He created Nationwide Short Sales, a specialized processing service to help agents and distressed sellers with their short sales, an idea that later led to the creation of All the Leads. Tim Yandel is the company's CEO and brings decades of experience with technology and information tech to bear on the task of organizing and managing All the Leads' technology platform and running the day-to-day operations of the company. Together... Jim and Tim will be discussing how real estate agents use all the leads to get the best quality leads possible for sellers in a variety of transitional life situations, including probate, divorce, foreclosure, marriage, relocation, and more. Now, let's welcome both Jim and Tim to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris.
1: You know, it just occurred to me, there's actually three Tims on this call. I don't know if that's good or bad luck,
0: because our <laughs> show
1: producer's name is Tim Ventura. So, Jim and Tim, welcome to the show. I appreciate you guys being my co-host. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity.
2: And, well, and I as well, and Tim is a
3: great name.
1: Yes, I guess it is. It's vastly better than Jim. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? Oh, uh, I guess.
3: I guess I'm outvoted, so I'll abstain. Yeah, that's
1: right, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, what you uh, probate is one of those uh, uh, little niches inside the real estate industry that a lot of our coaching clients have been asking about for a long time. We have several coaches on staff who focus on probate. Have actually built multi-million dollar a year uh, businesses on probate, and so the opportunity to speak to you guys, considering especially considering the great product that you've created helping agents quickly identify the best probate leads in their markets is, is something I'm really excited and looking forward to talking with you about. So, again, thank you for being my co-host today, and thank you for taking, out the t- taking the time. I really appreciate it.
3: Glad to be here again. Thank you.
1: So let's just skip the how did you get it started and, you know, all the sort of your business success story. And can we just jump right to, Jim, what you know that they want to hear about is what's in it for me, as in them, the agents, <laughs> and how can sure. what's. Help and tell them about the opportunity in probate. So, you know, if you don't mind, let's just make this as practical and concise as possible so these guys can understand the opportunity, and, and maybe it's a huge opportunity for them. Go ahead.
3: Absolutely. And if it's okay, Tim, I want to kind of highlight how I believe we're different from virtually every other lead source out there. Um, this, this actually came from my short sale background going to the real estate conventions and noticing all these lead gen companies popping up, and, and they were mostly – buyer leads and they were mostly internet leads and this was four or five years ago it gave me the idea how valuable it would be i know when i was an agent you know buyer leads were a dime a dozen i wanted the listings and and most successful agents do you know focus primarily on listings um and it just gave me the idea how valuable it would be if there were a way to get highly motivated seller leads and I got some brilliant partners together and and that is what we've created these I just want to make it real clear these are not internet leads we we our subscribers right now tell us when they reach out to these people in their market that have recently inherited property vast majority of time they're the only agents contacting them so on on one hand, you've got people that all of a sudden own property that they weren't really planning on owning, they usually want nothing more than to sell it as quickly as possible. They're about as motivated as they get. And unlike FISBOs, Expireds, um, you know, a lot of the Internet leads, there aren't a ton of agents calling them. Very often our agents tell us they're the only person contacting them. So it it could not be any – go ahead, sorry.
1: Well, I mean, Jim, you you obviously were a successful agent, you and your wife in Florida, and you guys have bought and sold, I don't even know how many houses, personally, a billion, I'm sure. You've (laughs) coached agents for a long time. You mentioned something a second ago, and really, it's kind of one of the pillars of our company, Uh, (laughs) never buy a buyer lead. And you're right, it was not that long ago that the idea of buying a buyer lead was akin to, I don't even know what, eating chalk. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, so many agents have only known buying buyer leads. So, so let's just get slightly off track, so we can kind of emphasize the importance of being a listing agent. Does that? I mean, seriously, Jim, does that amaze you that agents are willing to buy buyer leads from companies like Zillow and Realtor.com? dot com? Does that even remotely uh, make sense to you? I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> going to
3: mention the Z word, Tim, but I cannot tell you how many of our clients have have. You know they were with Zillow, paying a hundred or two hundred dollars a month. Their contract came up for renewal, and they got raised to a thousand a month. I mean, the prices are going way up, and you're basically competing with every other buyer's agent out there. But to answer your question, it does amaze me that it, you know, that in today's market, agents are still paying what they're paying for buyer leads that are really everybody is working.
1: Well, I mean, the buyer leads, or the leads rather, the listing leads in essence that we, we're we going to be talking about here in a second are unique. They're high quality, the very definition of a motivated seller, pretty much the best kind of seller leads you could get, probably very close to in terms of the, uh, like, you know, it's a have-to-sell seller. It's the very definition of a great lead. Um, but agents, in case you have yet to figure this out, or if you're new in the industry, new as of, say, for example, you've got your license right around, say, 06, 07, and you've uh, you've only bought leads from, you know, the portals or from wherever and you've not yet to embrace or you've yet to embrace the idea of becoming a listing agent, please, please change your mindset about that because the truth is the only way you're going to last in this industry long term is being a listing agent. And, and here's a little – it's not even a secret. Here's just a fact. If you have like three or five listings – and you use a great service like 1-800 Home Hotline, you will have to beat the buyers off with a stick. <laughs> you know, uh, you will have so many buyer leads. And does if you're one of these super hot sellers markets, this is even more true. So, the idea of buying buyer leads, guys, it is insane. Because once you become a listing agent, yes, you have to learn how to sell. Yes, you're going to have to learn how to lead generate. Yes, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, essentially become a professional salesperson. It's not that big of a deal. It's a mindset issue mostly. And once you get over that and you embrace the idea that you're a listing agent or your focus is being a listing agent, trust me, your world shifts. It just pivots. Everything is different. Everything is better. You're back in control. So let's give them an idea what probate leads are, and then let's talk about the brilliant service that you guys have developed.
3: Well, I appreciate it, Tim. And, boy, I can identify with what you just said. My first Eight years in the business, I never took a listing, and the next thirty, I never worked a buyer. <laughs> so once I made the trans, once I made the transition, uh, you take the weekend off and let other agents sell your listings for you. Nobody's going to take right. your buyer out and give you the commission when the when the buyer buys something. Uh, exactly. yeah, and the the beauty of these leads, my my own experience, I'll just give you. I I my partners and I tested this for six months in our own market in. In six months, working this as a third job, I took 14 listings and I actually bought and flipped two properties. I went on a total of one listing appointment. Tim, the, the beauty of these leads, the data is is obtained at the courthouse. So we're not we're not getting you people that might want to do something. We're getting you actual hard data of people that are in charge of the states and they almost always want to sell their property. The beauty of it, often it does not even require a listing appointment. You know, you're you're speaking well, Mr.
1: Sullivan. Mr Sullivan, yes, sir. let's not jump ahead and assume we have usually a hundred thousand people that listen to these shows. Okay. Um so let's b I imagine that only a single digit percent know what the heck a probate lead is in the first place. Okay. You know? So let so so let's let them know exactly and let's give them we can go we can nerd out on what this is, so they're really clear about how uh you know where these leads are, the nature of these leads so before we jump to how you work them let's talk about what they actually are
3: okay, fair enough, and my partner Tim, feel free to jump in, but probate is the legal process by which title to a property is passed from someone who's deceased to someone who's living so typically most properties go through probate if if someone has set up a living trust. They can avoid probate. That's about five percent of all the all Americans have a living trust set up. But if someone dies with a will or without a will, testator intestate, the way that the title of that property gets passed to a new owner is through the probate process. And the, the court essentially, you know, certifies who the rightful heir is, make sure the debtors are paid, and you know, pass helps the title pass on to the to the new buyer to the new owner does that is that simple enough tim or yeah
1: i think i I I think it is that makes sense all right so uh the probate laws are similar but not the same for every state correct
3: yes they are and um tim you might want to comment on that tim i mean they're there's they're they're essentially the same there's little nuances from state to state but nothing of nothing of
2: substance that i'm aware of tim do you want to comment on that (laughs) yeah Yeah, the only real significant difference is that in some states, there is a bit more move to uh, use trusts more than probate, and there are certain states that allow you to bypass the process through some uh, filings that you can do, but in, in almost every case, and in no state that we operate in, which is all of them, do we find that there's enough difference to make to make a difference, so we approach them all the same way, and everybody has... Uh, levels of success in every state that we're working in. So you're safe to say it's pretty much the same everywhere.
1: So let's put some numbers to this. Every year, how many uh, properties enter into probate? That that you know, we'll assume most of which are being sold.
2: Well, Jim, Jim, our partner Chad usually refers to, to numbers that have more digits that we can think of. But it's in the literally ah. trillions of dollars that change hands every year through the probate court through death and. Transaction like that. Some of them are estate pass. Some of them are passed through probate. Some of them are sold out right through probate. Probate, but it literally is in the trillions of dollars. And the more important thing, Tim, to remember is that because we are an aging population and we get older every year by an average, there are going to be more and more. uh, There's more and more growth in this market. More people are getting older. More people are living longer, and therefore they're they're living longer and amassing more property. In their estates when they when they pass on, so this is a growth market. As crazy as it sounds, it's literally a growth market.
1: Well, that was my next question. So, I mean, there's what five million, five point three million homes that get sold every year. I would be surprised if twenty or thirty percent weren't passing through probate with that number increasing. I mean, I'm not an expert on it like you guys, but I, you know, just from you know, Jim knows this as well from coaching agents forever. That's typically how it, you know any agent that's a listing agent. You do end up with uh, dealing with a lot of families that have properties that were just sort of dropped on them. So so actually let's talk about that. So um, you know, Jim, you've uh when you're let's again remember we're presenting to agents here. So um an agent is interested in getting into the in getting into probate and guys we'll talk to you about the service they offer in a second. You're listening now hopefully and deciding whether or not this is for you. Um so who is it Typically, that once the agent has a probate lead, and if I'm not going in order that you think I should, just correct me, but once they get a, uh, a lead from the service, uh, who, it is that, who is it that they'll be contacting?
3: That's a great question. Go ahead, Tim. You want to
1: follow well, I know, up on I know that we I know we do a mailer, right? I know that's part of what right. you guys have is a, ma- a, a direct mail, but ultimately, who, it is, who is it that they'll be speaking with?
3: Typically, and the data that we we give the agents the agency entire probate file, but the data of significance is the name and last known address of the deceased we give the agents the name address and up to five phone numbers for the personal representative or the executor and that's the point of contact you you want to contact the person who's in charge of administering this estate a vast majority of time it's going to be the oldest child the most trusted family member it's usually going to be a family member who was put in charge Now, we also, uh, Tim, we do provide the name, address, and phone number of the probate attorney. And that is another way that the agents can work the data. We recommend, though, you don't need to call the attorney and ask permission. Call the executor first. Get the property listed. But then, by all means, call and introduce yourself to the attorney. If you can make friends with some of those attorneys that specialize in probate, that can be a real nice long-term Source of leads before the deals even hit the probate market. So, so,
1: you so can let work me box it- this. Yeah, let me box this in a little bit, just from personal experience. You know, you'll often have somebody that's the executor. Am I using these terms correctly? Hopefully, and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily they're not necessarily going to be local to the property, or they're not going to basically know who the local agents are. So in other words, they're not going to have a uh, trusted agent in that particular market where there's the, – where there's, I don't know what the percentages are, but in our own experience that's a lot of times the way it works is that, you know, someone and whoever will end up having to do, uh, you know, manage the selling of the property, um, you know, for her mom or whatever out of state. And so in those cases, guys, you're not going to be competing. That's really where we're getting with this, is that you're not going to have other agents, generally speaking, that are going to be uh, savvy enough to know how to go after this, this business. And that, I I think, Jim, that goes to your original point where you were talking about the fact that when you were doing this yourself that you really weren't competing. You really were the only contact person. And and that's kind of, I don't know how long that will be true. It's probably like REOs were back in '07, Jim. Maybe probate's the next thing. It probably is. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean that's that's realistically right now that's what level this opportunity is. It, it you know, Jim, am I overselling it here for you guys, or is that I, basically I, the, the truth? I
3: could not I could not agree more, and I'm not sure if I I had finished my thought before. I to do all that business, I went on a total of one listing appointment. It the beauty of this, you're contacting someone. Usually, it's one of a handful of family members, and they they're getting. An equal share of the proceeds, but they're answerable to their siblings or to their other family members. So you're really contacting someone that is very glad to hear from someone who's local to the property that can help them, and they they, they want nothing more than to get this done and make all their their siblings, uh,
0: you know, whole
3: and split up the money and move on with their lives. So no, well, you're not me, you're not
2: overstating at all. Go ahead, yeah, Tim. Let me just throw one other throw one other thing in there about this motivational trigger that's there. You may also find that. the the person who has passed away has left that property to a surviving spouse or to children or whatever, and in order for their lives to continue, that property has to get sold to provide funding either for ongoing health care for that surviving spouse or education for the children or a number of things. And so there are typically kind of two phases to this. What what ends up happening is that that person who is responsible for that, the personal representative or the executor, they either have to move it quickly and they got to get cash out of it so that they're taking care of the elder survivor quickly or they're looking to sell it for a higher price. And in both cases, when you approach them as an agent and you've got solutions for both of those and you understand both of those, you're meeting them where they live. You're finding the pain instantly. You already know it's there. You already know what it is, and you're the expert. And like Jim said, that's, that's a welcome phone call in almost every case. You will find people who will say, a bottom feeder or whatever, but if you do it appropriately and you approach it professionally, you're never going to hear that. They're going to be happy to hear from you.
1: I, Tim, you don't do any, you did, you haven't sold real estate, have you?
2: Nope.
1: I'm guessing, yeah, because uh, I mean, it, it, it truthfully nowadays, agents that basically are smart enough to go after business like what you're describing are the, the are the top feeders, not the bottom feeders. Because the agents that are successful in the market and right now, and this is really true since the you know as Jim touched on in 07, they're the ones that are smart enough to go after niches like this. You know, the agents that's that great. are basically left, the, the agents that are left swinging for whatever can come their way, those are the guys that are struggling. And by the way, those are the guys that are buying the buyer leads. Niching, <laughs> like what we're talking about here, that's definitely where the most successful agents are focused. You know, around the country, um, are all of our top coaching clients, and we have thousands and thousands of them they all are wanting to do this or are doing this. And, and just, it's one of those things, Jim, I think you can relate to this, where they'll be mad that we did this radio show telling the masses about, <laughs> you know, Oh no, yeah, yep. what i talking about.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep. So, all right, so this is great. Um, now, let's talk about the service, because, you know, I, as a busy agent, I'm sure a lot of these guys are thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to figure all this out? How am I going to figure out all the witchcraft and alchemy to getting these leads? What am I going to do? I'm going to have to deal with, you know, people who are, you know, Working through the passing of a, uh, you know, a, they're they're bereaved. I mean, how am I going to deal with all this? So walk them through what you guys are offering.
3: Absolutely, and the program is very complicated. Uh, get lead, send letter, make phone call. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it it literally is that simple because you reach it out to somebody like we said that that really wants the help. Um, and and the beauty of this too, Tim. Let me just touch on another point. Typically. The first thing the probate attorney tells the heir, it's going to be a, is, it's going to be a few months till you can sell the property. So, we, we get these right at the courthouse, right after the probate is filed. The heirs are usually in a holding pattern, and the first thing we recommend is reach out to these agents, let them know in your letter and your conversation that, yeah, you may not be able to close for a couple months, but this would be the perfect time to get the property on the market and get it listed. You know, take advantage of this downtime to find a buyer. So you reach out to the people before they're they're even conditioned to look for an agent and even if they knew, you know, who to look for, they're they're not actively looking yet. Um and we recommend you you send out a letter, you we get up to five phone numbers for executor, and then give the letter three, four days to arrive, and then follow up with phone call. And you know, we do have on our website we have five ten minute templated uh videos that really Incoming and outgoing scripts. This is all included with the leads, but you a good way to reach out to them is, hey, this is um, this is Tim Harris. I want to make sure you got my letter, and you know, start the conversation that way. It's a little bit more of a warm call than a cold call. And I want to make sure to you. I going to say
1: that, Go ahead. Jim. This is more. This is just to use parlance from like twenty years ago, right? This sure. is a little bit more of a B to a, a, you know a B to B sale than a business to consumer sale. Yeah, you're dealing with consumers, but at the end of the day. You're not, you know, it's not the normal, you know, cat and monkey show of going on a listing appointment. It's much more professional, and I would say clean, because to all the points that you and Tim were making, you are dealing directly with people that want to, and that was actually your, I'll tell a personal story. So Julie and I had a condo that we bought in Laguna Beach, and it was exactly like you just described. It was a gal who inherited, or who basically was, uh, you know, in charge of selling the property for all of her cousins and all these others for this, you know wonderful old gal named Rose who passed away, and yeah, she was getting pestered constantly from all of her family members uh, to sell the property. And, uh, you know, we ended up basically buying the property from her. But what you guys are describing, you know, she didn't know any other agents. She was out of town. And when she did come in town, she didn't want to interview a bunch of agents. She just wanted to basically make a decision quick and move on with the process. And and that, that, you know, this was something we bought directly. Julie and I didn't transact it, but we just bought it personally. Um, But yeah, these are very nice a relatively, if we're being honest, Jim, it doesn't require high-level sales skills to get this business, true or
0: false?
3: A hundred percent true. It really doesn't.
1: I know your agents yeah.
3: have the skills. It doesn't hurt anything. But, but it's the lowest hanging fruit I have ever seen in my 30-some years in the business.
1: Well, I, I you know, honestly, it's probably, Jim, uh, like short sales were back in 07, you know. Mm-hmm. It's probably like REOs were back in 08 and 09, you know, before everybody figured out about it. Um, but the nice thing about probate is it's not just going to go away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know?
3: exactly.
1: It's, it's, not, it's, it's not just going to run its course as the market changes. This is something to Tim's point. that's just going to become more intense. All right. So somebody subscribes to your service. Can we give like a for example? Can I just pick? Are you guys near your terminal? Or I can give you a uh, city, and then you guys can maybe give me a, some indi- like give me some numbers as far as what's available in that particular market. Just so we can you know put this in a uh, reference. Hundred Fire away. Yes, and by no. the way,
3: okay. your listeners, alltheleads.com, dot com. Every every county, it, it's by county. Tim, the the leads are collected at the county courthouse. Right. So you can go okay. right to the website, hit ch- hit check my county, put in your state and county, and get a lead count. Okay. But go ahead,
1: fire away. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick what probably is one of the hardest markets in the country to find a house for sale. Right, I'm going to pick a market that is young. So I'm going to give you guys the worst case scenario here. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay. So let's, let's
1: see. Uh, Austin, Texas. You know where we live. I think that is Travis County. Correct. Actually, we a bit, live a little bit north of Austin. So Travis County. Um,
2: you know, give us some numbers in that particular market. Okay, hang on just a second. Travis County has approximately 175 uh, leads each month. Uh, in that county. That's
1: incredible. And uh, what's the average, uh, does your system tell you what the average hypothetical value would be
2: of those properties? No, it does not. Because here's, and that's an important point you're bringing up, because we literally, uh, we don't dig into the property records, we dig into the probate records. And that's why Got it. what Jim said is so important. They really, they you shotgun it to start with, that will flesh out where there are properties that are that are in that. But they run pretty much, it, it's higher than the national average for owned properties because typically a property that's being passed through an estate has a typically higher value than a regular home.
1: Right. Well, that's another interesting point. It, is it safe to say that most of the folks that are passing the properties that passed along have been older or are older folks? Is that a safe assumption? Yes. Okay. And as such, that means like in uh, an area like Austin, Texas, Julie and I were looking for rental properties. Jim, you'll appreciate this. And we walked into this house that we thought for sure would be like under two hundred grand, and it was like five sixty and it was all of like eight hundred square feet and it was made of cinder block. I mean it looked like a friggin duck blind, I'm telling you, but that's it, and by the way, listeners, I did not just swear, so at the twenty eight dollar competition I'm not having to pay out for swearing because that was not a swear word just technically all right so yes the uh in that particular market, like most of the folks that will probably you'll be uh you know helping st- the family sell the property You're to be properties like that that are probably long since paid off that are also in some of the most desirable areas of the country because, um, you know, a lot of the older homes, which we can probably assume are mostly the ones that you'll be dealing with, are also in the areas that are getting revitalized across the country because the big, you know, trend is for people to urbanize. And so, you know, I can't really imagine any place in the country where this wouldn't be a really smart move to make. Um, so what hundred the Jim and Tim, um, tell me about... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm
3: just going to add, if I may. I wanted to add that agents in markets like that, and there are a lot of them, are, are smarter agents are telling us that they are getting the listing, and then they, you know, they put up a for sale sign. They maybe have their one of their assistants do an open house before they put it in the MLS, and they're often able oh, yeah. to double double end these before they hit the market, not only because of the shortage of properties, but because they're normally well priced.
1: Well. I mean, I'm sure you, Jim, you're you're thinking just like I am, right? I mean, this sure. would be a sweet way to do a coming soon campaign around one of these properties. You could also probably gather up a big long list of potential uh, investor types that like to fix properties up and flip them, right? And maybe you do it yourself, uh-huh. um, and then, then you could hypothetically not just you could sell them the house. You get the listing again when the proper, when the house needs to be resold. <laughs> so the, the the potential you know long tail of, of this type of business is pretty incredible. It's no, I know there's agents listening right now, Jim, and you know you deal with these guys every day who are thinking to themselves, all right, this is the thing I've been looking for. Uh, guys, we've made it easy for you. On the um, your, on the email that you're getting where you're listening to this, on the website, on Inman News, every place where we publish, which is like 10 different places, um, there's going to be a link. Just click that link, go over and check out the site. Jim, I actually don't know, did we have some kind of special deal set aside for our listeners and for our coaching clients uh, for subscribing?
2: I think, Jim, one of the things we talked about this morning, we talked about a good bit about this this morning on our group call. We do a partner's call in the morning. And I think what we want to try and do, because we feel like your folks are probably uh, a little bit more accelerated than some of our customers that are coming in, and I think it's probably a good segue to kind of what makes us a little bit different, in addition to just providing the leads, we provide good implementation and and some of the other pieces that go with this. So our intent, uh, Tim, was to simply segregate them. We will know from the folks that come in, and I know you're sending them an email, but it's also coming from us. It's alltheleads.com forward slash Harris, so it's not hard to hard to remember. But we're going to segregate them into a, a specific group, and basically just shower them with as much information as we can to to help them go be successful very quickly. And we know you guys do a great job of training them and coaching them through that process. So. All we're doing right now is making sure that they get that done, and I think we'll probably do some uh, maybe special offer stuff on mailings and things like that, but we want to see kind of what comes in and what your folks are looking for, and we can talk a little bit later in our call about some of the ancillary services that we offer to put this whole thing on autopilot for you.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Tim, because the reality of it is is in order for you guys to do this, you literally have people on the ground at the courthouses that are pulling up this information, and it's very – Data, I'm sure your business, is by far the most expensive thing. I get it. I totally understand. So, by the way, what is what do you anticipate or what is the typical
2: monthly fee that uh, your typical user is paying? It depends on a couple of things. One of them that it depends on, obviously, is the volume, and the other the other side of it is the difficulty to collect. In some cases, the data can be collected electronically. It's always collected at the courthouse, but in some cases, they're able to pull it down by a report, and then we can literally scan the report, pull the data, do the quality control, and, and go out and augment it with all the proper phone numbers. We run everything that we get through a bunch of different uh, database sources and all that to proof out all the data so that we make as sure as possible that they can contact the personal representative and the attorney and the folks that are there. So, I mean, it just runs the gamut. The Kind of the low end of this is maybe a little bit over 200 bucks a month. Uh, and that's the very kind of very bottom end where there's only a few leads in the county, and those are typically the more difficult to serve. And the high got side it. can be uh, the high side can be over a grand in the counties where there's lots and lots and lots of them. We've got some that are seven eight hundred leads a month that come out of a county. So it just well, strictly so like, depends so like on volume all- and difficulty.
1: We were using Austin before, and it was like 175 a month, you said, which is, I just am just thinking, wow, that's an incredible number. You know, that'd be fantastic to have 175 highly motivated sellers. And, you know, you probably are the only one soliciting that list. But so what would that cost? Just again, so I, these guys have to be able to kind of conceptualize the, the expense of this.
2: Sure. Travis, Texas is uh, 175 leads estimate and 739 dollars seven thirty nine ninety five a month.
1: Okay, and I'd venture a guess in Travis County, the average sale price, I don't even know, probably 350 450 maybe even more. So it's kind of a no-brainer because, you know, you get one listing, you're almost paying for the service the entire year, you know. So there you go. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. You guys, you know, if you're looking to basically expand into a niche, as I know a lot of you are, if you're looking to kind of be ahead of the curve, as I know a lot of you are, I really can't see any reason why you wouldn't embrace this. So we've made it easy for you. Click on the link. Check them out. I've known Jim Sullivan and his wife Pam forever. So has Julie. We trust these guys. It's a good service. I'm excited about it. We, have, Like I said, some of our top coaches and virtually all of our top coaching clients, they're all, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't, I'm saying this knowing that they're shooting arrows at me right now because of the fact that I'm letting all of you guys know. But they're all you know, deep into the probate world. It really is an expanding niche. Take advantage of it. It's a, you know, it's, it's a nice little widget because if you have a big, thriving real estate practice, you probably could uh, put an assistant or two behind this and, you know, because it, it is, for the most part, a lot of just checking and sending and authorizing and, you know, basically it's a lot of process work. The actual calls, I definitely want to do those myself if I were you. But, you know, you guys can do that however you want to. It is a huge opportunity. Jim, anything else you'd like to say to these guys as we round the bend on today's radio show?
3: No, uh, Tim, you you, you mentioned uh, your, your clients and your coaches. And one of your top coaches um, tried probate on his own for about two years. I think he did a total of four deals. He's been with us for the better part of a year, and I believe he's and he's in one of the most competitive markets in the country in California. But coming up on the close of the first year, I believe he's done about eight or nine deals, and he's got another six or seven listings pending. So
1: you're talking about uh, you're talking about Bill Bird, and the nice thing yeah, about sir. him, is I bet you, yeah, and I bet you the average sale that he's done is close to a million dollars. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know, hey, you sir. Yep. Yeah, because he's right outside San Francisco. So, yeah, I bet you are right. Uh, you know, that's for him it's very lucrative. Um, so, listeners, there you go. There, you, you're, you expect us, you count on us to tell you about what's next. Here's what's next. Definitely consider this as part of, uh, as a spoke on your lead generation wheel, as we like to say. And some of you, this might be something you want to double down on and make this your primary focus. It's really up to you. Check out the website. Click the link. And, uh, you know, ask Jim and Tim for help if you need it. Certainly ask your coach if you're one of our coaching clients for help and for guidance to, you know, make sure that this is a good fit for you. It's something that's easy to integrate in your business. It's probably not going to require a big, huge, you know, momentum shift of any variety. So take advantage of this, guys. Break the cycle of buying buyer leads if you haven't yet got that yet. And become a listing agent. This is one of the greatest ways that I know of today and probably for the next forever to generate listing leads. It's not a at this point, highly competitive space, but it is probably one of the most lucrative spaces you can get into in residential real estate. So, guys, jump on this, Jim and Tim. I really appreciate your time on the radio today. Anything else you'd like to say as we round the bend, either one of you?
3: Tim.
2: Um, leads dot com forward slash Harris. Come on down. We'll be glad <laughs> to work with you, and we really do appreciate the opportunity to work with you guys. It's a it's a it's a pleasure to talk to somebody who understands it this well. Thank you. Amen. Um, oh, and, my yeah, pleasure.
3: I am always available. My our our number's on the website. Um, give me a call if you have specific questions. Tim, you'll appreciate this. I'm always on the phone so I hardly ever answer, but I will always call your listeners right back. Any any isn't,
1: it, isn't that the isn't that the plague of a real estate coach? Even <laughs> when you're not on the phone you forgot how to put a damn headset on.
3: Exactly.
1: I mean no,
3: I've got a headset now okay. on it.
1: And I'm actually five minutes late for another call, so i got to go. Go get them. You guys Thank you so much,
3: Tim. Appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day.
1: Thanks for being on the radio. Bye. All
3: right. Bye-bye.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time,